Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. When I tell you this man's plate is full, this man's plate is full, but he's making it happen, people. He is the CEO of Lester Enterprise Group, an ordained minister. He's also the owner of Lester House Publishing, the creator, baker, founder of the People's Cookie of Indianapolis. It gives me honor to introduce to you the one and only Paul Lester Jr. Did you listen to any other podcasts? I did check out a little bit of podcasts because I was curious about the, the type of conversation that you, that you would have uh, mm-hmm. with people. I was just kind of curious to see what it was about because the, the to be honest with you, the, the name intrigued me, Worldly Church Girl. I come from a background, uh, uh, an apostolic background, where a lot of people would see a name like that and instantly judge. And so mm-hmm. I didn't want to be one of those people to judge. I, I wanted to just kind of see what that was about and and see what the book was about as well. And mm-hmm. and I got an idea and an understanding of like where you're coming from and on a lot of these things. The name came up when my husband and I were just talking because I was trying to think of a title for my book. And the Lord just brought it to me, Worldly Church Girl, because I never really fit in, mm-hmm. in my perspective, in either genres. Brought up, raised in church. My mama shouted with me in her belly in church. Church girl through and through. So that's uh-huh. all I know. So in the world, I was too churchy. Mm-hmm. So, but in the church, they were they considered me, even after I got saved, just a tad too worldly. <laughs> So, because again, growing up in a Pentecostal faith, because you know, no pants, no big earrings, right. don't cut your hair, you know, no makeup and all that. Right. And the look, Can we're red. Nothing, no. nothing. So, build. you know, everything should be covered. Just my head should be out. That's it. You know, as time went on and I grew and I started searching the word for myself, a lot of things that I was taught found out that was man made. It wasn't scripturally mm-hmm. based. So when I start wearing pants or maybe putting a little makeup or cutting my hair, I didn't feel condemned. Right. When I started going to a different church, the pastor and his wife, which is the church I go to now, they didn't make me feel bad. Even though I still couldn't wear pants to church, but just because that's just, you know. Right. But if I'm outside the church, yeah, I got on a pair of jeans. But I don't feel condemned about that. I don't feel condemned about having a little color on my face or some earrings that might be a little too big or whatever. That's how Worldly Church Girl came about. People run from church because as soon as they walk in the door, they're instantly judged. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and just based off of their looks. That's it. And the people <laughs> and, that are sitting in the pews oftentimes get judged. Yeah. Just based off because they're sitting in the pew. They're still human. I mean, not saying that they're not put at a higher standard, but a sin is a sin is a sin is a sin. Regardless of with a title or without a title, we're all going to get judged, period. The church truly needs to reevaluate how they're doing this. And when I say church, I don't mean all churches. The church needs to reevaluate how they're trying, they're trying to, how they're bringing in souls and Stop beating up everybody as soon as they walk in the door. Just love them. Love the I, hell out of them. I will tell you this. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. And it is actually, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, 
I have, I'm going to be, uh, I have the opportunity to preach at my home church next Sunday, as a matter of fact. And, and we're going to be touching on some of these uh, types of things. I've been saying for a while, St. John 10 and 10, where the Bible says, uh, thief cometh not for steal, kill, and destroy. Historically, preachers have preached that that's talking about Satan. Right. Now, while that is a true aspect of Satan, that scripture is not talking about Satan. This is one of the things that has been preached incorrectly down throughout the years. Mm-hmm. That scripture is not talking about Satan. When you study that word thief, it actually means pilferer. It means a false prophet or false teacher or bearer of bad information. So it's not necessarily Satan that is stealing, killing, and, and destroying people's lives. It's bad information that folks mm-hmm. are sitting in church operating by bad information and it's keeping them from preventing them from living the life that God wants them to live. And I believe uh, that one of the things that God is calling for, and, and I, I say this specifically because this is something God spoke to me earlier this year. The Lord said, son, I want you to spend time this year exposing and attacking bad information because there's too mm-hmm. many people sitting in churches bound by religion. Too many people mm-hmm. sitting in churches bound by stuff that, you know, mama always they said great, great that, daddy always yes. said that, you know, my bishop always said that. And as I said in the Sunday school class I taught this morning, that at some point we have to start looking at, and you mentioned this a few moments ago, what does the Bible say about it? Mm-hmm. And we have to get to the mm-hmm. point to where the Bible is the final authority, not my mama's mm-hmm. opinion. God bless my mama. But the mm-hmm. but when, when, when so-and-so's opinion is contrary to what the Bible says, that's where we have a problem. And so mm-hmm. I believe that, that one of the things that God is doing is God is using men and women in this hour to call attention to the fact that a lot has, uh, of what has kept people in bondage is religion itself. And like you said a few moments ago, I believe that God is challenging the church to take a realistic look at its systems, how it mm-hmm. operates, how it functions, mm-hmm. and hold mm-hmm. it up in front of the mirror of the word of God to say, is this right? Who's saying this? Is the man saying this or is God saying this? Right. Yeah, think about it. when you're little, even actually until you're in your 16, I say up to 16, you're really not reading the Bible. You're mm-hmm. listening to what they're saying. You hear the scripture that they say and you hear how they dissect it. And so you are automatically programmed to think that as well. And then all of a sudden that didn't that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Now you're right. conflicted because you're like, OK, God, is this the devil trying to confuse me in this, that, and other? Most likely, it's probably God trying to open up your eyes and be like, no, they were the one that was confusing you. Because you can't live off of, well, the preacher said this, the preacher said that. Um, I, I one, uh, one of my former pastors used to tell us all the time, know what you believe, why you believe it, and where it's found. And it's, it's very, very important that we know for ourselves what the Bible says and how to live according to the word of God, because what Bishop says not is we can't use that to fight situations that come against us. We got to be able to use what thus saith the Lord. Amen. Can you tell me a little bit about your company, The People's Cookie? Well, The People's Cookie is a little enterprise that we started roughly three years ago or so. And we bake uh, 
homemade cookies and brownies, homemade from scratch. We don't do any of the box stuff. Um, and really, it was just just something started as a, a hobby. And really, what how it started was my, my wife actually was the one that's responsible for this. Uh, she kept saying for weeks she wanted a homemade cookie. And she would go to the store mm-hmm. and get those little breakaway squares that you can get from the store. And they just weren't doing it for her at all. And so finally, one day, I decided to go to the store after I got off work and get some stuff to make a homemade cookie for her. And of course, you know, we're in the age of social media. So she took a picture and uh, posted it online. And when she did that, people just started saying, oh, my God, I will pay you. Bring me six of those immediately. And, well, it just hasn't stopped. It's been going like this. <laughs> okay. And I was going to ask you, was your wife helping you bake? Uh, actually, no. I do all the baking. Uh, my wife will tell you she is not doing any of that. Uh, she tells me all the time, I will buy you flour, I'll buy you cookie mm-hmm. sheet, I'll buy you butter and all that, but I'm not doing any of the baking. So I do it all myself. I know that your wife is a big part of this. Now, is she a part of the marketing and the um, the accounting part hand of it? She she is she is the CFO. Um, CFO, she okay. The money. Amen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she 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 deals with the money and and, and looks at the financial aspect and uh, has has helped me with some things that have uh, helped us bring in more money and 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 save money. Mm-hmm. So she deals with the money part, and I pretty much deal with everything else. So is the, is your wife the taste tester? Absolutely. Uh, not when she wants to be. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you, that's a smart woman. If you taste too many cookies, you gonna you gonna see some cookies. You're gonna <laughs> develop where you don't want to develop. So that's a smart woman. That's she, a very smart woman. <laughs> she, she has her favorites. Uh, she loves the chocolate chip cookie. She loves the oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. She calls that bay. Um, <laughs> and and uh, she loves the brownie, the chocolate brownie. She mm. absolutely loves the chocolate brownie. So not only do you do all the baking, you come up with all the different recipes, the different flavors and all that. Yes, we have 26 different flavors on our menu. And how do you come up with them? Honestly, most of it is by inspiration. Most of uh, a lot of it is by people asking, can we do a certain flavor? Ideas that people have come up with, basically special requests. Uh, For example, we have a white chocolate caramel on the menu. Mm -hmm. That was actually a special request by someone. And other people tried it, they liked it, and it just became a menu item. Okay, what's the weirdest flavor someone asked you to try and you was like, can't do that? Someone asked me for a donut bacon flavor. Now, oh God. Now, mind you, I mean, I've had some pretty uh, interesting special requests come in, and like? we've pretty much done all of them, but that one was one that I couldn't do. What would be one of your say top three unique cookies that are big sellers? I would say the white chocolate caramel. Uh, I have a cookie called the Diplomat, which is chocolate Mm. chip, caramel, walnut, and pecan. Uh, As a matter of fact, I just delivered an order of those about an hour ago. That one is a top seller. And I would say Oreo is uh, Oreo cookies and cream is a top seller. Okay. You said your wife was your inspiration, Mm -hmm. but... What was your initial initiation to even learn, well, inspiration to even learn how to bake 
because you just can't, no one can just walk into a, cook, a kitchen and just start baking cookies. <laughs> I mean, you had to have already been a good baker. So how did that come about? To, to be perfectly honest with you, I really hadn't baked very much uh, for years. Now, I, you know, occasionally bake chocolate chip cookies or occasionally make a, made a cake, but I really hadn't mm-hmm. baked like that for years. And then I was at a church service. Um, the year that we started uh, earlier that year, I was at a church service and three different people prophesied over me that the Lord was going to start blessing the works of my hands. In my mind, I had something else that I was already working and planning. And I thought mm-hmm. that was going to be the case. And then fast forward four months. And here we are. Uh, like I said, my wife had been asking for a cookie and then people started asking for cookies. So I just started fulfilling people's request and it just kept growing and growing and growing and finally my wife said to me why don't you just start selling them and so by the time we had the people's came up with the name the people's cookie it had already kind of become that because people were starting to prefer our cookies over some others and so we started with three flavors chocolate chip snickerdoodle and oatmeal raisin and like i said today we have 26 Mm -hmm. flavors so as far as baking is concerned it's just kind of one of those things that Lord just kind of dropped into my lap and what once was a hobby has now become something that is um, the Lord has blessed to, to help me be able to uh, provide for my family. Don't you love how the Lord works like that? You always think, oh, well, thank you, Lord. I'm a, This is going to happen. He's like, no, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> but <okay. laughs> it, it, My life is pretty much like that, where it's, it's the Lord speaks one thing and I'm thinking it's one thing and it ends up being something else. My life is literally powered by the prophetic word. So. Now, you said you were talking about your church. Now, what is the, do you mind telling us the name of your church? Absolutely. Um, I uh, attend Empowerment Church, uh, pastored by Dr. Benjamin T. Moore III. Uh, I've been a member there uh, a little over three years now. Do you have a hard time separating the two? I I, honestly, right it, it's not difficult for me me to separate. Um, and I, I don't really do a lot of separating. I look at every order as an opportunity to uh, spread the goodness of God, whether it be either to witness to somebody or just to bless somebody. I pray over every order that goes out. And and I just pray that, you know, God will bless, that God will just send blessings into their life and just provide whatever they need. TPC has become somewhat of a ministry in and of itself. It is amazing to me the testimonies that I get from people who were either stressed out or struggling and had a TPC cookie and felt better. We even received a testimony, and and this is one of the reasons why I love doing this. We received the testimony of uh, a woman who had not had regular cycles for Mm -hmm. at least seven to eight months, got a hold of one of our peanut butter cookies. And again, I pray over every cookie that goes out ate one of Mm -hmm. our cookies and has started having cycles and has been having regular cycles ever since. So really it's, it's, it's becoming more of a ministry in and of itself. When your business started growing, did you have um, any hesitation? Not really, because in the early beginning, I promised the Lord, I said, God, I don't want to make this become anything more than what you want it to be. Uh, I'm not trying to make, make this anything more than what you want it to be. And then I also made a promise to myself that while I was having fun at the time, if it ever came to a point to where I stopped having fun, and I didn't feel like it was God's will. 
I would simply quit and go on and do something else. Now, what is, what is your next step for the people's cookie? Uh, I'm, I believe it is going to grow to the point where I'm going to have a store eventually. Uh, okay. The way that I see things going right now, it's going to happen. Basically, what I'm doing now is just preparing myself for that, gathering information and uh, checking out laws that I need to be aware of and things like that. Um, because I know what's going to happen. I, it's, it's not only has it been prophesied that it's going to happen, but I'm seeing things develop to where uh, I know that probably within the next year, by this time next year, I'm probably going to be in the store. And one of the ways that it's growing is in the fact that I'm, I'm developing more partnerships uh, with businesses and churches in the community, uh, which has really been a blessing. Uh, for example, this coming Tuesday, uh, we're partnering with uh, the Reset Center, the formerly uh, Family Worship, uh, Freedom Worship Center. Uh, mm -hmm. They're now called the Reset Center. Uh, they relocated to Post Road, and they do something every Tuesday called Taco Tuesday, and we're now partnering to provide cookies for them every Tuesday for Taco Tuesdays. So uh, okay. God is just blessing with, with more and more connections and more and more ways to partner with people to serve the community, and we know it's going to grow into uh, a storefront where we're going to have to have a storefront to be able to handle all the business that God sends us. So I'm excited about the, uh, the the prospect of that. And we're just, you know, just waiting to see what God does next. Are you training someone right now to help you in that kitchen? Or are you just going to keep doing this solo until to be honest, you get that's the my store? next step. I need to train somebody. I really do. I, I really need to uh, find somebody that will be able to help me because I know I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh, by myself. My my goal eventually is to be able to train uh, enough people to be able to run the business where I won't have to be there every day because mm -hmm. there are other business business ventures that I'm working on right now that I'm looking to launch here within the next year. So I definitely, I, I haven't done it yet because I haven't gotten to that place yet, but mm -hmm. uh, rest assured that is something that is going to happen uh, in the future because it I'm going to need to do that. So are you talking about the publishing company? Uh, that is one aspect uh, okay. that I'm working on right now. Uh, that's something I've actually started partly launching, but there's another whole venture that I'm working on right now in the way of credit repair that okay. I'm looking to launch uh, next year. We're taking a major step toward that tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And, and that's something that I'm really, really excited about because that's something that will allow me the opportunity to work with people, to help people's dreams come true. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be busy, so I'm going to need yeah. some help. Now, you ever thought about making a book, a recipe book? You that know, has come up at one point, and uh, okay. it is something that I'm considering. I think you should. I mean, because there's, there's a lot of recipe books out there, but not too many that are just solely on cookies. So, something to think about. Absolutely. And plus, you know, if I do it, I, I've, I've got my own publishing imprint, so I can definitely rush that print and get it out there. You said earlier that you deliver. Uh, I usually deliver uh, in the evenings after five o'clock, um, Monday through Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I, I don't really do a lot of deliveries, even though I did a couple of deliveries today. Uh, I really don't deliver on Sundays that often. Uh, but Monday through Saturday, uh, Saturday is usually our biggest day for deliveries. That's when people tend to order the most. Um, mm -hmm. So most of our deliveries happen on Saturday. Uh, we deliver to Fishers, we deliver to Carmel, we deliver to Southport, uh, Indy metro area, and that's pretty much the extent of it. Okay, and what about ordering online? Is that an option? 
Yes, uh, you can go to the website www.thepeoplescookie.net. Uh, mm-hmm. You can order from the website. We ship all over the continental United States, uh, Canada. We've shipped to, uh, we've had cookies go as far as India. So um, pretty much anywhere oh, you really? are in the world, we'll, we can get cookies to you. What about the um, pricing? Um, pricing is on the website, but basically we have uh, half a dozen is $5. A dozen is $10. We have a uh, 15 count that is $15, a 20 count that is $19. And then we also have cookie trays where, for example, we have a three flavor cookie tray that is three dozen cookies cut in half to make 72 halves. Uh, That tray is $25. The two flavor tray is $20. And so there's different sizes and different packages that you can get. And you can see all of those there on the website. Here's my last question for you, sir. If you could have any theme song be a song for when you walk into a room, what would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good question. I think for me, my theme song would probably have to be the theme to the show House MD. Um, And I think the reason why I would choose that theme is is, uh, I can relate a lot to Gregory House, the character. I've been blessed to have been considered talented, gifted, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But I never really looked at myself as that. Much like him, uh, for me, much of what I do is about redemption. It's just kind of, I feel like that's kind of my personal story is a story of my life. My story is that of redemption and to help people along the way. I'm not doing it because I'm trying to make this big name for myself. I, I feel like that because of where I came from and, and what God has brought me out of, I feel like I owe it to God to do whatever I can to help some other people. And much like Gregory House in the show, I tend to I, I just be honest with you, I, I tend to get a little annoyed <laughs> with mm-hmm. people. Um, <laughs> but in my uh, being annoyed with people, I still have a heart and a desire to help them much like Gregory House uh, did on the show. So I, I think I would relate more to him and that would probably be my theme song if I chose. I used to love that show too. I was mad when they took it off the air. I, I, have all, I have all eight seasons on DVD. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, went, I went to every secondhand DVD gaming store I could um, I, I bought season <laughs> seven brand new on DVD from Walmart, but then I went and combed every secondhand store I could till I found them all. Well, you know what? I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And I know you're a busy man. You probably got some cookies to burn to take to work tomorrow. Sample them out to the co-workers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have an order I've got to send out to Massachusetts in the morning. So Shut up. Yeah. Oh, you really did squeeze in. Well, how long does it <laughs> how long does it take for you to um get a batch started, get them baked, cooled off, packaged, and off to the post office? Uh, this order tomorrow will probably take me about two hours uh, to do. Bad. So I'm going to be going to bed early tonight, um, so I can get up early in the morning and, and do it because uh, I have to be at work at nine thirty. So I want to make sure I. I but generally what I do, especially I take cookies to work every day, uh, almost. And so I like to get up, do what I need to do, and then go back to bed for a couple of hours. So you're not cooking them tonight. You cook them in the morning? 
I'll probably make the dough to my, tonight and then just bake them in the morning. Well, thank you so <laughs> much. Tell the wife thank you. Maybe I could have both of you on here one day to discuss the y'all fame and fortune and y'all blessings that God has coming for you. And let me know how the little baby's doing, trying all the cookies and running around the house. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You have a good evening. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you, Paul, for taking the time out to be on Worldly Church Girl. I can't wait to try one of your cookies. And I know God has good things in store for you and your family. And if you would like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below and let's see if we can make this thing happen. And as always, thanks for listening to your one and only Worldly Church Girl.